Ain't too many can bang with us. Straight up, we no angel dust. Label us notorious. Thug as good as that love of us. It's strange to us. Y'all niggas be scrambling, gambling. I'm rushed off with mandolins and violins. We just sitting here trying to win, trying not to sin. High off weed and lots of gin. So much smoke, need oxygen. Steadily counting Benjamins. Nigga, you should too. If you knew what this game would do to you. Been this shit since 92. Look at all the bullshit I've been through. So far beef with you know who. Fucked a few female stars or two. And I'm blue like, it is no like my shit. Not to be fucked with. Going on, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Film Room Files. It's your boy Zabi, aka Real Jet Lifer, bringing this show to you on a Saturday night. Today is the 18th of September, I believe. Just uh, been MIA for a little bit, was out um, in London again. So, took a little bit of time to get this pod out. I know we didn't get our um, week one information out like we really wanted to, but regardless, we back at it. Um, unfortunately for this episode, Izzy DMV, my co-host, is not here, but my man Omelette did show up. Round of applause for my guy, Amir. Pleasure to be here. My man, Amir, back with us for, for another pod. This is your second one in a row. We yeah. rarely have a guest in two times in a row, but yeah, actually, I don't think we ever have. That's crazy. Yeah, but I'm happy you came through to um, vibe with me, bro. I don't know if you've actually took the time. I remember our last pod, we talked about Drake. You're not a Drake fan. Did you end up giving him a chance yet or no? Nah. You just... You're, I still couldn't. You're out of the Drake business. I'm out of the Drake business. I've all been right. out of the Drake business for five years now. Man. My God. <laughs> all right, all right. It's all love. Um, well, you did listen to the last the last show, or you were a part of it, so I know you at least know how we start. We start with what you've been listening to lately. Anything that you got spinning right now, or no? I think we were. T- I think last night you said the new um, NBA YoungBoy. Yeah. Well, not new. Nothing really. I'm pretty sure he's locked up, so he hasn't really dropped anything new. No, nah, but, but he has something coming out. For real. Yeah, he has a um. Damn, bro, for somebody that doesn't even listen to NBA, he's got a project <laughs> coming me. out, uh, and I think like four out of, out of like twenty of those track lists, of the track list is out. Yeah, sincerely, sincerely, Kentrell. Kentrell tracks. Yeah, Come on, oh, bro. yeah. So these were the four that dropped. Yeah, I've been cranking that. Um, yeah, I've kind of just been going through all his stuff, like because I kind of missed when he was like first popping, like what not a few years ago, but he kind of got big. Yeah, so I was kind of re-listening to all that. Um, but that song I sent you a while ago, Baby Keem and Kendrick, I even mentioned it last podcast. Now that you heard it, so I made sure I sent it to you guys after. Yeah. I've been bumping that. That's your, that's your go-to? Yeah, What's the name of that song? It. Family Ties. I bet. I may have turned it on once for like four seconds. That's now. crazy, bro. Because <laughs> bro, it's like four songs in one song. Oh okay, so so the, so the beat changes. Yeah, a lot. Okay, of so beats, I didn't even get I didn't even get that far. You didn't even get to Kendrick's feature. Nah, I, I told you I'm not a big Kendrick insane. fan. That's insane. What about Baby Keem? He's good too. Yeah, I, I just nah. I just never got there. I never got there, Damn, bro. I'm gonna be honest, to, bro. I, you know what? I'll make it like for sure by the next pod. I'm gonna listen to the whole song and I'm gonna look into Baby Keem stuff because I really haven't given him a spin yet. I really don't even listen to Baby Keem like that. But that song itself, 
It's just like he came out with an album recently, right? Yeah, yeah. So everyone's everyone's been talking about that. So yeah, surprisingly, I haven't seen a lot of good things though. Like even though I about, love that song, I haven't really listened to his album. But so far, I haven't really seen anything good about it. Oh, okay, so like reviews and stuff like that haven't been great. Just social media chatter, not like real reviews. Oh, okay, okay, got you, got you. So the vibe on social. Yeah, yeah, I feel you, bro. Um, while I was out in London, I was spinning the Drake pretty much the whole time. Um, but then there's been some other stuff that came out too since then. So I don't know if you, I think I put you on a Mozzie last night, right, for the first time. Yeah, well, first time I heard of him, but I didn't really listen to his stuff. Okay, bad, bad. So, Mozzie just dropped his album. Um, I haven't gone through the whole thing, so I'm not going to give it the stamp of approval right now. Tion Wayne, who's a um, UK rapper I've been listening to for a few years now, he just dropped an album, Green With Envy. Um, that's Again, that's another one that I haven't gone through all the way. I probably listened to, like, five songs, which was all fire, by the way, so... So far, so good. You're the only guy I know that listens to UK rap. Bro, I'm telling you, some some bands is fire out there, bro. <laughs> it goes though. It's definitely a whole world. I've seen like videos where they compare drill music in different countries, and you know it's all kind of the same style, different language. But there's something about that UK rap that really has that, yeah. Yeah, flow. it it it's it's fire, bro. I can't lie. I mean, specific artists is like, I'm fuck who I'm fucking with. Um, yo, did you listen? Uh, my bad. I, I couldn't say. I was so excited. I, I I couldn't say all the words in time. Did you listen to Idris Elba's freestyle? He just dropped on YouTube. No, nah, I don't even know that man rap. Yeah, bro. He's he's like a little. He's got that little UK British rap thing going on. Really. So there's like a um a a channel that does like a lot of British rappers um called GRM Daily Grime Daily Grime Daily or something like that, mm. and they do a, something called the Daily Duppy, which is like a freestyle. So. He hopped on one of those. And I'm not going to lie, I kind of vibe with it. Because it's Idris Alba. He's kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not really expecting him to be a rapper. Not at all. But I did listen to a song with him before. So I, I've heard his, like, music in general. Um, But I'm going to give you a little taste of his freestyle. It wasn't bad. I don't I don't think it was bad. For somebody that's not really a rapper. Yeah. Sorry. I'm that unk shilling out them dunks like I got the 23 on the front or I got the 7 on the back. 7 Wallace one, got the Saka one. Mike catch me at the Emirates in the dressing room giving out dabs all duppy in the verse cause I'm about to body that cause I can. Took a flick with your girl and your mum and your sister and your auntie cause I can. Table looking like an off license. Lay low pack, got the license. On a zoo, on the roof, cause I can't By the way, AJ is my guy, sorry Tyson Are you mad? I can say what I want, cause I can Talent is a blessing and that's my religion 48 years old and I can beat up your dad Old enough to know better Jet set up, go get I-E-O-B-E, three letters What do you think? I'm not gonna play the whole thing Alba got bars, bro <laughs> Um... I think it was more of like a goof type of thing anyways because yeah. he didn't, he, I don't know. I don't know if he's really taking music seriously like that, but he did address the James Bond situation. You heard the rumors that he may have been James Bond? Yeah. He said that's not happening. At least in that freestyle, he brought that up. Hmm. But um, any music or shows you've been, I mean, I, we already went through music. Any shows or movies, I mean? Shows. I mentioned Atypical last time. I yeah, yep, yep, yep. That. I'm almost done with that one. Bro, I was I watching his show. With um, Almanan Adi on my, la- my last day in London. 
and I'm almost done with the first episode. I didn't finish it, but it's heavy. It's heavy. It's not like um, a comedy or a drama or anything like that. This shit is heavy. It's like dramatic, gets you choked up. I think it's called Worth. It's about 9-11, but man, the acting is great. Bro, you, I mean, if you're into like some like, you know what I'm saying? Like some real good dramatic type shit, watch the show Worth. Um, so what it's about is after 9-11, this dude gets appointed like the task of essentially giving out the money for those families affected, you know, who have lost people or people who have lost limbs and so on and so forth, right? Um, and then lawsuits and things like that are involved. So essentially the, the moral question that's asked is how much is a life worth? And then it goes over like, boom, this dude passes away during that whole thing. He dies and he was a janitor or he was working a kitchen or something like that versus somebody who's, you know, like um, got an office job and you know what I mean? And has got, you know, one of the higher up buildings or I mean, got an office in the higher up rooms or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, how much was their life worth? And, you know, everything is taken into consideration your income and things like that but there's obviously a moral aspect to it as well as like this crazy dramatic element where they're like playing phone calls of people calling their families like as the towers are coming down and they're stuck inside and like there was um one specific case where this dude was with another dude right so um it's it's like a a gay couple and the guy who dies in his last breath essentially calls his his mans right and is telling him like you know like i love you this that and he ne- he didn't call his parents because his parents like pretty much shunned him out of the family for that you know that was his life choice and they didn't agree with it so who does the money go to based on you know virginia law especially at that time the money goes to the family right but he was living a life with somebody else he, he was splitting his bills and you know what i'm saying so, you know, that question is there. And then there's, like, another dude who he has a kid. I mean, he has kids. He got a wife. And they're expecting, you know, or, you know, some type of compensation has to go to them. But then whole time he had a side piece he had kids mm. with. So now he has this financial obligation as well. Yeah. And then now somebody got to break it to the wife that your husband was cheating on you all these years. You know what I'm saying? So it's like so much different like stuff comes she into gotta play. She got to split that check. She got to split that <laughs> check. But so it's it's a very interesting show, bro. Yeah, it's very cool. interesting. Yeah, and it, I'm not gonna lie, bro. It really gets you too. Like you just you know you listen to some of the calls and the acting is so phenomenal, bro. I'm yeah. telling you, if you're really into like dramatic type shows, that's a good one from what I've seen so far. So I'm not gonna give a full rating till I'm done watching the whole show. Um, and then on the way there, I know I'm late. I was getting through season one of Money Heist. Have you oh, watched Money Heist? I keep hearing about it. I'm late too. Yeah, so I'm late to that party. But I started season one. I'm almost done with season one. That's a pretty good show as well. Hmm. So I'm going to keep going with Money Heist, let you know what I think about that as well. What's the deal with, um, what's that, Handmaid's Tale? Handmaid's Tale? Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, so that's a great show, bro. They, j- I, they just did the last, um, the most recent season. Mm-hmm. I just rewatched the whole show just to keep it real with you. It's a phenomenal show, bro. It's um I've said I, we've talked about this before, Saeed and I, and uh, I've talked about it with Ismail as well. Um, uh, pretty much it's like a utopian society that these people are trying to build. What happens is imagine 
what happened in Afghanistan, right? Taliban take over. But let's say like a crazy situation like that happening here, but instead of Taliban, it's like this sick Christian organization that takes over. But in the middle of it all, there's a population crisis, but not like what we're used to today is the opposite. People aren't having kids. So this this, um, group takes over America, right? They're called Gilead. They take over America and pretty much they create a system to where it's pumping out kids. And um, what they're doing is they're taking these women and forcing them to sleep with like high ranking commanders. Mm. And they're like playing it and spinning it off to where it's like some Christian duty. And like, it's so crazy, bro. People escape into Canada and stuff like that. And then other countries coming here, looking at children as like this commodity, like, okay, so how are they getting kids like that? And then they're like, should we do this or should we stick to our morals? And obviously that's a fucked up thing to do. You know what I'm saying? So it's a crazy show, but not just from the story aspect of it, but as well as the artistic part, because great cinematography, um, it's very well written. The acting's phenomenal. Uh, the choice of music is great as well. So there's a lot of things about a show that I will look at. I'm gonna just give that show a five out of five, bro. Wow, it's a perfect show. Um, if I take a, I, you know, I, I'm gonna, um, I may be exaggerating five out of five. Because there is some parts where I feel like it's kind of dragging a little bit. But then they'll make up for it so well because what what ends up happening... I don't want to spoil it for you, but what ends up happening really makes up for that and it all kind of adds up. And every part of where it dragged a little, there's certain elements to it where you can really appreciate. You know what? I may just stick with my 5 out of 5. Yeah, like, I know, you're justifying. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I'm trying the, yeah, to think about, is it really a 5 out of 5? Because the only other show that I've put really up there is The Sopranos. Mm-hmm. Which, oh, I just started that, actually. I'm still on the first episode. <laughs> but, you know, I technically started it. All right. Ducks fly away, and yeah. It's yeah, yeah. really intense. It is. I, I sent a picture of um the actor holding ducks to Safiya today. Oh. Uh, you brought that up. I think it was his birthday recently, right? I saw a post. I think so, yeah. yeah I think that's what it was, a happy birthday post. Yeah. There's a movie coming out about that show. Are you hip? Mm-mm. So there's a movie coming out that's the prequel to the show. Oh. Yeah, called The Saints of Newark. So uh, if you finish before the movie comes out, that would be sick. Yeah, you'll have everything. You'll have everything fresh on your mind. Yeah. Um, but don't rush it. I know you're a busy man. You just got your CCNA certification, hey, my guy. On, getting things done out here. Slight. It was slight. My man, omelet, baby, no, omelet really out here, son. You know um, the um, the Breaking Bad movie uh, was it El Camino? I think came out just a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Or you know maybe I have a pandemic timeline. It feels like just a couple years ago, but I never really got the chance to watch it because I had watched Breaking Bad like six seven years i don't know how long it's been but like i watched it as it was coming out so that'd be interesting like to finish the sopranos and get to watch the movie immediately after yeah i'd appreciate it a lot more because especially with movies like that they throw all types of like easter eggs you know and things that were just not nah, like, for sure yeah, absolutely little things that the average viewer won't really catch unless it's fresh on their mind but um handmaid's tale that sounds like a really good show just based off the concept alone of how like this right-wing conservative militia takes over the country because these are things that actually happen you know yeah everywhere, like eastern europe latin america but we can't really imagine that happening here but to see that it'll probably be a good perspective Nah, for sure it's a great show bro you'll enjoy it yeah definitely give it a chance i'm gonna tell your dad about worth i feel like he will really enjoy that show 
About uh, Handmaid's Tale? No, Worth. Oh, Worth. The, the Netflix yeah, yeah, show. No, that one sounded really good, too. You're adding that that one is depressing list. as shit, though. Bro. Yeah. I'm telling you, that one episode was heavy as fuck. Because I'm watching it the last day um, I'm in London, and the next day I got to catch my flight, and I'm with Amina Nadia. I'm like, y'all sure you don't want to watch something that's going to make us laugh? <laughs> like, this is not really how I'm trying to go out tonight. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Board a plane. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And yeah. I had crazy turbulence, bro. I yeah. told you about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when I'm landing, there's this crazy-ass storm. It's like the fucking plane is, like, dropping and shit, right? And you just feel that shit in your stomach. No matter how yeah. tough you are, bro, Yeah. when there's turbulence, bro, you feel that shit in your stomach, my G. So I'm like, God damn. And then, boom, it dropped. Drop. And then, bow, you see lightning outside, like, oh right God. next to you, bro. You're like, what the fuck? That is crazy. Yeah, and the whole time, bro. I kept thinking of Castaway. I could not get that image out of my mind when the plane goes down in Castaway. Yeah. As like as much as I'm trying to think of everything else in the world, I'm like, yo, what the fuck, son? Why do I keep going back to this fucking memory of that movie, bro? That's terrifying. Bro. Yeah, it was yeah. it was pretty scary, I can't lie. Um but Alhamdulillah got through what we here, baby. What's up? Yeah. Yeah. We had a um poker night last night. That's why uh, Amir was here last night, by the way. You guys keep hearing me talk about last night, blah blah blah. Have you pl- do you play poker a lot or no? Um, at some point, it was kind of becoming like a regular thing, but then it's been like since after last night did, was the how, first time in maybe two years. How did it feel? It was great, you know. It was really intense. It Big rush. Intense. I wanted to keep going. Matter of fact, I came here with cash. You know, go <laughs> no way. Oh wow, shit! I put the I put the round of applause. <laughs> I meant to put the fucking cheering on this degenerate gambler in the making. Yeah, bro. Uh, I may have. Slipped to your dad And I was like Yeah Amir was there last night We were playing poker He goes Amir plays poker <laughs> I was like Whoops <laughs> So um Let the listeners know How did it feel Playing poker against us bro You know what So just Just as a background I've been playing Texas Hold'em bro I mean I've been playing poker As long as I can remember Because My earliest memory Of poker Was in the 5th grade My teacher Mr. Pavlish Was trying to um Teach us poker And I already knew How to play so he used, he like me and him played as an example to those students. Like, what's do is a math thing. It was like yeah. the last day of fifth grade. So he was like, all right, guys, I'll teach you guys poker. And I already knew how to play. That's crazy. Yeah. That's your Elizabeth Harmon story. The Queen's Gambit when so she got I, taught by the janitor. No, but the crazy thing is I literally don't remember how I learned how to play poker. That's but, how long. It's yeah, that's, that's, that's how long. I've been playing poker my whole life, bro. Yeah. So I was going to say playing with you guys kind of felt like if, um, if you were put in a helicopter and you got one of your arms cut off. So you get one arm and then thrown into the ocean with, like, three sharks. And it's like you got to swim to, like, an island about half a mile away. That's kind of what it felt like. Damn. <laughs> that's, that's intense. No, I love but, it. Am I a shark? Yeah. Yeah. But no, I feel like you kind of showed me a little mercy last night. And I feel like because for a man, your experience and your moves, there was a lot that I feel like you let slide. Nah, I'm going to keep it real. At one point, like, in the beginning, I was, like, kind of letting you get your feet under you mm-hmm. and then you started winning and i was like well i gotta get a piece of that action <laughs> so that's when i went for that all-in kill and i kind of i knocked you out and yeah. then you had to rebuy to get back yeah. and get back in shark bro yeah <laughs> I already had but i'm arm. not gonna lie bro that was probably my best come up of the night after that it was all downhill yeah i just like whatever i try to play i wasn't it wasn't working i'll hit something someone will beat me if i let it get that far i wasn't able to buy a lot of the pots that i wanted to buy mm-hmm. so that game got a little crazy yeah that's why the second time that I went all in, my reasoning was, like, not only did I have a pretty decent hand, but um, I was kind of slowly bleeding out, like, you know, round match after match after match. So I don't even know the terms. I'm calling it matches and rounds, but... Hand. Hands, all right. So, yeah, each hand, you know, I'm kind of losing and losing just little by little. 
So I was, you know, seeing my, what's your stash called in poker? Your pot. Your pot. There you go. Oh, no, that's not your pot. That's your bankroll. Your bankroll. So, yeah, I was watching that bankroll kind of slowly crumble away. So I was like, well, I could die slowly or just risk it all, go all in, and maybe come back big. But I went against Amin and that guy, you know. know, Well, he he did warn you that hand. Yeah. And I I I told you, too, because I I know. He definitely showed me the opportunity cost. Yeah, I I broke it down to you, and I explained, like, what he was doing to try to play with your mind. You know what I'm saying? Because I played against Amin forever. Yeah, and the funny part is, like, the biggest thing I felt like at the table is the whole time I was just trying to read every single one of you, right? So I was recognizing little patterns with you. I was recognizing little patterns with Amin. But naturally, he's just such a BSer, you know? It's, it's hard <laughs> to think he has a hand. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Because, um, you know, like, if Weiss was going all in, you know he has a good hand. You know, because that man, he was quiet the whole night. He was kind of chipping here and there. But when he pulls out, you know, the big chips, the, you know. Yeah, the... The hands Weiss plays, he usually wins. Yeah. So, but what I was more focused on last night was, because, like, I, I kept joking about it, but I was really just trying to play the table. Half the time, I'm going to be honest with you, a lot of the wins I got, I forgot what cards I even had. Like, I was really just BSing. I think my proudest moment was, it was when me and you were going, like, up there, you know? I think this may be my first big win of the night. Oh, uh, yeah, I remember you bet an extra 10 and I folded. Yeah, and because you thought I had the two. Because there were, I think, two. there were three twos out. But I, I just remember you you um raised pre-flop, you raised on the flop, and then I was like, you know what? I got this. I got this, kid. And then, boom, you bet again on the turn, and I was like, oh, yeah. He, you know what I'm saying? Like you were, And you were betting so strong that I felt like I was like, all right, there's no way you're BSing this far. You know what I'm saying? And this hard. But I guess I was wrong. I didn't even know what cards I had. I forgot after like the second. But Dale, time. you know what? That's, you know what's so crazy, bro? Like that's a great example for life. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what cards you're dealt. It's how yeah. you play your hand. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? That's the best part about poker. Yeah, that's the best. That's why I love poker, bro. Because yeah, it's like you awesome. could have you, you could have the worst cards, but because you play your hand properly, you win the hand, you win all the money. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's like that's a great example of life in general i don't know that random side note no no, no that's good because we were even earlier we we're just comparing like a lot of really profound life lessons to small things in poker you know yeah i feel like poker and chess are those two games where they really carry teach you a lot of lessons yeah, 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 yeah that's a, a fact that's a fact yeah because chess definitely taught me a lot mm-hmm. and then life definitely taught me a lot about chess <laughs> which is crazy that's insane so yeah, chess taught me a lot about life and then life taught me a lot about chess now, um combine the two like a poker chess <laughs> crazy you just start betting on chess games. <laughs> <laughs> yo, um, what was I going to say? Yo, today I, I went to um, a Little League game after a minute. Saw my man Moose play. That was so cute, bro. Yeah, Moose. How do you do? Um, he went, I mean, he went on a really good streak when he was, because he was pitching. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he just lost his, he lost the gas, bro. Yeah. Gave up five runs in one inning and then they pulled him the next inning. Um, but, Two strikeouts early and then a walk. Once he settled in a little bit, I think the heat really had a lot to do with it because he was hot out there, bro. Really? Yeah, at one point I had to, I was like, yo, grab your um, bottle, come around. And he came around the side. I just poured some water on his head, on his arms. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. he was like, ah. So you feel better? Yeah. And then I was about to go home, bro, because I was sweating my ass off out there. It was that like, bad today? I'm sitting here thinking it's September. It's cooling down. No, nah, today was um 86. Yeah. Which is not bad, but like yeah, for Virginia, that's all right. Yeah, but at the end of the day, bro, you sit outside in eighty-six degree weather for three hours and then come to work in the same clothes. Uh, it doesn't feel great, but I was sweating till the moment I got home. Yeah, 
when I got home, finally I changed up. Boom, boom, boom. I felt, I felt good. Yeah. Now you know how I feel. Why well, I love showering every night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I used to be a night shower person too, and I still do sometimes based on, you know, how my day goes. I, you know, I should have tonight, but I'm not gonna lie, I was so tired and I had to come prep because we didn't cover Week One NFL, so I wanted to go over that, talk about like some of the games from Week One, and then do some fantasy talk about Week One, mm-hmm. and then also go over the games for Week Two and the betting lines because you know what I'm saying there's. Again, degenerates, <laughs> degenerates out there that want to know about the the lines, um, and plus that's what I like to talk about. Yeah. Sports betting is one of the things. I mean, I don't bet sports really. Like, there's I'll go through times in the year where like, for like a month or two, I'll bet, and then you just lose. So you know what I'm saying? So quickly, you're just like, all right, fuck this, and then you stop. Because you betting on the Knicks? No, I'm not betting <laughs> on the Knicks. I rarely bet on my teams, bro. Yeah, it's because I don't. I don't like to mix that with money, bro. That it just then it fucks it all up. That's true. Yeah, bro. I, I love Genuine. my teams just for the love. Bro. Yeah, exactly. Genuine. Yeah, and then and then like when you start betting with your team, you start. You'll there'll be times where you're like, oh damn, they they might not win this, and you start betting against your team. And then you find yourself rooting against your team. It's weird, bro. Damn. Yeah, you don't want to be in that situation. Sold your soul. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm just not fucking with that. Damn. But yeah, I'm gonna get into some of the football talk. Feel free to chime in if you want. Um, by the way, try. guys, if you listen to this pod right now, go ahead, take a screenshot, bow, share it on your social media. If you want to get in touch with us, you want to contribute to the pod, you can send us a voice memo um, to our email address, filmroomfiles at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at filmroomfiles. Definitely rate and review wherever you're listening. We're going to keep keep it pushing and get into the NFL. So just to do a quick little recap of week one, um, I'm not really sure. I don't have too much information. I mean, about the games. I was, I was in London. I didn't get a chance to watch it, and they don't broadcast a lot of the games. Obviously, out there, I don't broadcast any of the games out there. I don't think. And then my online situation, my little, you know, my little, my little situation for TV in general, hmm. was not working out there. So I got a little online thing that I use. You know, blank yeah. TV. I'm not gonna say it because I don't know the legality of it all <laughs> but um that joint wasn't working out there and I, you know i canceled my cable really yeah because i've been using that joint You're so solely much depending on yeah so i have no access to nothing else but this joint but it's all good i'm not tripping we're gonna keep it pushing so it just wasn't working in london but in the states are good yeah in the states it, it works i can watch everything on my phone any sporting event any pay-per-view it's all there nice. but i didn't get a chance to watch any of the games but i did go over all the highlights that's why i rushed home after work Started eating and I just started taking notes from the rest of the games that like I wanted to um get the highlights in. Because obviously I was hella busy while I was out there as well. So I didn't really get a chance to even keep up with everything. But I did keep up with um a lot. And then what I didn't, I came home and watched all the highlights, took my notes and shit. You know the NFL app has um free games now. I, I don't think really they're free. Surprised. I think you subscribe. You have Not, to subscribe. You have to. I have it. I just downloaded it for free. No subscription or anything. And I just be watching like full games. I talked to Ali oh, live? about it. Yeah, live. Oh, yeah. It's 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 um specific specific games, though. Mm. So like if um a speci- like another channel has exclusive rights to that game, they're not mm. going to be able to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like just, CBS was... might or Fox might. And then if there's one on NFL Network, boom, it'll be on the NFL app. Yeah. See what I'm Makes saying? Sense. Um. But yeah, I mean, uh, I'll just get right into it um, because Izzy's not here, and I know my man Omelet doesn't really watch a lot of football. It's just going to be a lot of 
talking to myself. But I hope y'all fucking with it. I watched the Giants and Skins game, so I could kind of. So yeah, that was that's a week two game. And then oh, I'll, you're uh, on week one. Okay. Yeah, I'm just gonna go over week one. Right. And that was the first week two game was Thursday night. Um, but quickly, we'll start with the um, the Bucks versus Dallas. It was a great back and forth game. That was you know watching the the highlights, especially you could see a lot of that game going back and forth in a quick, quick little condensed version of it. Um, but I definitely was like, yeah, this would have been a great game to watch live. Really, because of Godwin's fumble right at the goal line, that's kind of what kept Dallas right into it. Um, but other than that, you did feel like the Bucks had the upper hand the whole time. The offensive lines looked strong on both sides, but defense was definitely underwhelming, which is kind of expected from Dallas. But the Buccaneers' D looked definitely a little bit rusty. I wonder how much of that has to do with all the tricky shit going on during the offseason. One less preseason game excuse me during the preseason and one last preseason game um tom brady though man that fucking guy dog shows no sign of regression ever always kept his composure in the pocket was accurate with his throws did throw two picks but one was really a, it was tipped by the receiver it should have been an easy reception um like always at the end of the game just knows how to get it done comes back Nice drive to win the game. Um, I don't know. I just felt like elite quarterbacks not only have this trait, but like you see it rubbing off on the players. Like where in situations where typically it's a 50-50 toss-up, a lot of players are sitting there getting nervous and anxious. I feel like the greats, the elite top-level people, they could be down by two touchdowns and three minutes to go in the game, and they still expect to win that game. They just they just go out there and like, all right, we're going to win this fucking game. And the rest of the team's like, yeah, we're going to win this game because of who we got. Uh, so it really does rub off. Dak looked good as well. Um, if Zeke could get back to 100%, Dallas is really going to be a problem in the NFC East. Um, but, yeah, Bucks end up winning it by a field goal. That game, the final score was 31-29. to 29. Jacksonville versus Houston. That one, of course, uh... You can call it a blowout. Texans win that 37-21. Tyrod really balled out, but the question for me is, was Tyrod Taylor really balling or was Jacksonville's defense really that bad? Uh, Trevor Lawrence didn't look bad either, but definitely played like a rookie. You can see, um, for instance, in this one play, he was able to shed a tackle, um, roll out left, and you know his, you know his offensive line completely collapses around him, and then he just throws a pick when... It could have been some easy yards. He could have just really ran it up a few steps and took a little little slide and, and, and went down. But another game um, from week one, which is the Chargers versus the Washington football team, first thing that really stood out to me was Washington's defense. They've been sizing that defense forever. Um, I mean, I really feel like they underperformed. Chase Young looked pretty pedestrian to me. I didn't see much from anybody else throughout that whole thing. But they did enough to keep Herbert at bay. I feel like even though they did end up winning the game, um, the Chargers did, that score was 20-16. Uh, to 16. Um, Fitz ends up going out, which is probably the biggest news of that game. And then um, Heineke comes in and balls out. I'll talk more about him during that Thursday night game. You, that's the quarterback for Washington. He's got a really interesting story if you're not familiar with it. This is one of the games that really reminded me that it's week one and players are definitely still rusty. 
you can just tell based on like the um the flag. There's a lot of flags this week. Tell me what you guys thought about week one, by the way. I really want to know um what did you guys think about week one specifically? Um we had the Seahawks and the Colts. Seahawks took that twenty eight to sixteen. That's just another one of those games I feel like uh you the Colts really didn't stand a chance. Carson Wentz, let me pull up his his info right quick here. I didn't have his stats on hand, but I'm going to try to pull up Carson Wentz's stats because this was one of those um, quarterbacks that I really wanted to see in the beginning of the year. What is he going to do, especially coming in with a with a slight injury? 25 and 38, 251 yards, two touchdowns. I want to know what um, Izzy thinks about this. I wish he was here to talk about this because the Colts are his team. Shout out, Izzy. My man, Izzy DMV. Um, but we'll keep it pushing. I'm just going to quickly go over these because I don't want to just talk about the old games and then not get into the um, week two games as well. And then I also wanted to talk that fantasy shit too. So I just wanted to give a quick little update on the fantasy um, fantasy players for fantasy football, but as well, I also wanted to go over our fantasy league um, that we're in. I've been kind of hyping that up, and that's kind of what me and Izzy were talking about as well. I don't know if you remember. The last episode, you kind of tapped out once we got into sports. Yeah. <laughs> I was gone. I'm just thinking about whatever. My man spaced out. It's my specialty. Um, the Jets and the Panthers. Panthers took that 19-14. to 14. Two really bad teams, in my opinion, um, and in a low-scoring event. We had the uh, Vikings and the Bengals. Vikings, t- I'm sorry, the Bengals took that 27-24. to 24. There was definitely some interesting things to point out in that game. I feel like the Bengals... You know they may be contenders. We're gonna we're gonna have to see obviously a little bit more. Um, Jamar Chase became the first rookie in Cincinnati history to, with a uh, hundred plus receiving yards in Week One. So that's definitely good news for the Bengals. Where's my man? T. Higgins scored in the second uh, score in the second quarter was his first reception receiving touchdown of the season. Um, he led Cincinnati with six touchdowns in 2020. So. We're going to obviously see what he has to offer. Let me get the stats up as well because my guy Joe Burrow, 20 for 27, 261 yards, two touchdowns. I don't know if you guys remember, but I did say that he may be a sleeper to look for in fantasy. Um, There was another sleeper I had too. I'm going to see if I can remember as we go down this list. Cardinals uh, Cardinals versus the Titans. That was a um, high-scoring game for Arizona, 38 to 13. Um, they really blew them boys out. And Kyler Murray, man, is just showing that he's truly a baller. Cardinals had two different wide receivers with two-plus touchdowns. Um, Hopkins and Kirk in the same game for the first time in franchise history. That that connection with um, Hopkins and Murray is, is, is looking really good. Or should I say Murray to Hopkins? That's looking like a sick, sick, sick combo for the rest of the year definitely keep an eye on that Kyler Murray 21 for 32 289 yards four touchdowns but did throw um one pick which is not bad I mean the, the, the kid's got moxie I like what I see out of that kid and he's I don't know it's something about the way he moves it's like just it's very exciting to watch that kid play uh, another high scoring event um we had the 49ers and Detroit 41 to 33 the 49ers take that that was an interesting game 
Jared Goff is um, three and six in his career versus the 49ers. Most most losses versus any one of his opponents. Goff is 0-4 versus Garoppolo as the starting quarterback. That's a random little stat there. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo went 17 for 25, 314 yards and a touchdown. The Lions, uh, let me go through there. Oh, yeah, Jared Goff, 38 and 57. 338 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. I mean, that's a hell of a game for that guy. Still takes the L. I'm going to keep it pushing. We had the Steelers and the Bills, which is interesting. The Bills were the favorite in that game. It just goes to show that Tomlin is just one hell of a coach. Like, there's some teams, I feel like, because they have such a badass coach, they're going to be contenders every year. The Patriots just have that, but then the Steelers are another team that really have shown that to me um, every year. Pittsburgh wins that 23-16 to to go um, 1-0. Josh Allen is 2-11 in his career as a starter when trailing by 10 points at any point in the game. Um, TJ Watt has uh, two or more sacks for the 11th time in his career. That guy's a baller. I mean, that just goes to show that, like, at the end of the day, as long as you have good defense, you're, you're always going to be in the game. Um, but, of course, it takes offense because that's the only way you're going to put up points to win. Stephon Diggs has seven-plus receptions in nine straight games dating back to 2020. Only Antonio Brown with 14 has a longer streak since 1950. That connection is going to be nice for the Bills. The Eagles, oh, yeah, that's that's who the sleeper was. Um, the Eagles end up blowing out Atlanta 32-6, to which was fucking crazy. But Jalen Hurts, 27 and 35, um, 27 for 35, 264 yards, three touchdowns. He was my sleeper. I didn't start him. Obviously, like I said, he was my sleeper, so I had him on my bench. I'll get into that when I talk about fantasy. Um, the Chiefs and the Browns. The Chiefs looked like they were pretty much going to lose the first game of the, um, of the 2021 season, come back and end up winning. That's another one of those teams where just great quarterback play ends up winning the game. Um, 33 to 29. The Packers get, oh my goodness, they get spanked by the Saints. Um, 38-3. to The Packers get blown out. Aaron Rodgers, I'm curious to know how much of this has to do with Aaron Rodgers not being there with his team in the preseason um, and preparing and actually going out there with his wide receivers and, and, and practicing because of all the drama that was going on surrounding Aaron Rodgers and the Packers early on. And then he just shows up, thinks he could turn it on, but... It's going to take some time. Aaron Rodgers goes 15 for 28. Jordan Love was 5 for 7. Um, total 20 and 35, 201 yards, two interceptions, zero touchdowns. The Saints, on the um, on the other hand, did play Taysom Hill for one little quick play for three yards. But other than that, Jameis Winston, 14 for 20, 148 yards, five touchdowns. Do you know what the difference is? This motherfucker got LASIK surgery. LASIK eye surgery changed the game up for this man. He he had the most picks in the um in the NFL what two years ago. Now he did throw for a ton of touchdowns, but he just went for five touchdowns and no picks. Um, good for you, man. Alvin Kamara, uh, Alvin Kamara, um, eighty three yards, which I thought was was decent, which wasn't great, um, but still, I, James Winston throwing five touchdowns was the highlight of that game. Um, Dolphins and the Patriots. Dolphins take that 17 to 16 in a low scoring event. Um, not really much to go over there. The Rams and the Bears. The Rams win 34 to 14. 
And then we had the Monday night game, which was definitely a good game to watch. If you were if you were tuned into this, it was the Raiders versus the Ravens. The Raiders win that 33 to 27. I feel like low key, um, I'm trying to think of the guy's name. Derek Carr kind of gets poo-pooed on. Um, but he went 34 for 56, 435 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. Um, Lamar, 19 for 30, 235, one touchdown, no interceptions. Um, but then, of course, Lamar has the most rushing yards for that whole team, 86 yards, 12 attempts. I want to know what are they going to do with their running back situation. They did pick up Le'Veon Bell. I scooped him up real quick in fantasy in case he does really pick up some um, pick up some touches. I'd like to see what happens with him. I think they kept him on the practice squad. They didn't even play him in that game. Um, but yeah, that does it for week one. Let me know what you guys thought about week one. I did want to quickly go over that before I get into the um, the lines for week two. And then, uh, my man, Amir, you were talking about that that game the other night, the Thursday G-Man. night game. Yeah, the Gi- was... Giants versus the Washington football team. Yeah, I, I, had f- I just flew in that night, and I got stopped by security, random check. Damn. They opened up all my bags, went through all my shit, and the whole time I'm like, damn, missing this game. Finally, boom, Safiya picks me up, get in the car, make it home for the second half, which was it was a it was an exciting game. Yeah, no, it was really close. That's the best part. I was kind of like I was doing like homework and stuff, so I had it on my phone because, like I was saying, the uh, the NFL app it was on there. Because it was on it, yeah Thursday night games usually on there. What I'm surprised by is I just feel like a couple of years ago that wasn't a thing like at all. Like I felt like if you wanted to watch all the games, you had to have some kind of you know channel. You had to pay some kind of subscription service. Free game. Ali mentioned something about how they started doing this recently to increase viewership. But, you know, obviously, I'm so new to all this, I can't really say. Hey, it's working. They're increasing viewership. Yeah, they got me. <laughs> yeah, somebody that doesn't typically watch football. Um, I think you tweeted about this, too. I posted a snap. Cause oh, I was, I mean, was cracking yeah. a little joke because I feel like me and you and then a lot of other people kind of like us where our parents are from New York, but we're born and bred DMV. I was born in New York, my G. Oh, you were born in New York. Yeah, you know that's all right. Fun fact for you. Oh, nice. <laughs> I mean, I didn't spend a lot of time out there. I moved. Uh, I moved to Virginia when I was four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm I'm a Virginia boy. So you're one of those. I mean, but you're still I'm a Southern boy. boy. Southern boy. <laughs> hey, that's me. Inside joke. It's like my title. But uh, yeah, it's kind of funny because you know, like growing up, all my friends that didn't have that were all you know back in the day they were the Skins. Now the Washington Football Team. They're all you know Skins fans. Um, and then a bunch of other people who were similar, whose parents were also from New York, were like Giants fans, but then some of them were Skins fans. So saying it's kind of like, like a identity crisis when you watch these games happen. It's kind of like, who's your team? You know, like who's your hometown? Who are you gonna pick? Obviously, New York isn't my hometown, but I rep it because everyone, my whole family does. I can't lie. That's kind of why I've been New York all the way. Because when I was a kid, everyone watched and rooted for New York teams. Yeah. And that's kind of the thing about sports for me. Like I was telling you earlier, it's nostalgia, right? A lot of it's nostalgia. So it takes me back to my childhood, watching Yankees games with my uncles, Knicks games with my uncles, or um, fucking Giants games with the whole gang, the whole family, the Super Bowl parties, everything, you know? Yeah. It just all kind of plays a part. Um, but that was that was a crazy game. Washington ends up winning that game 30-29 to 29 in a fucking ridiculous series, bro. I don't know if you if you paid attention to what happened at the end there, but it was a field yeah. goal attempt Washington had. They missed the field goal, but it was an offsides. Yep. 
So then they get a second try and they make it and they end up winning the game by one fucking point in the final yeah. second. Of course, just like I feel like as of late, the last three, four years, typical Giants fashion, we blow that fucking game. Um, by a point. Daniel Jones, is he the truth? Is he is he phony? Is he fugazi? You know, I, I don't think I went over the Giants score from week one. Um, they ended up losing that game. I think I might have skipped past that. Yeah, Broncos take that twenty seven to thirteen. Um we don't really have to go over that game. We just sucked. We just fucking sucked. I'm just keeping honest with you. It was that was that was really, really bad if you ask me. But again, in this game, I felt like we sucked as well. This this whole game. I mean, Daniel Jones did have ninety five rushing yards against Washington. Um uh, one touchdown, um, Saquon. 57 yards, very, very underwhelming. You can tell he's not 100% after that injury. He's definitely favoring a side. He's definitely a little bit shaky, which is natural. I mean, this is what happens. Um, but the the player of the game, bro, Taylor Heineke, man, first Washington quarterback with 300-plus passing yards and two passing touchdowns in a game since Case Keenum week three, 2019, which is not saying a whole lot because Case Keenum is butt. But it's all good. That was a good that was a good showing by Taylor Heineke. And I still feel like I've said this before on the show, I believe. Washington, because of him, pretty much got the closest to beating um the Buccaneers last year on that playoff run they had. So this kid is the truth, bro. The crazy thing is when when Washington called him, he was like in college or some shit. Like he went back to school. He was like a third string quarterback. He went and played in, like, another random football league. He fuck around. I think he played in Canada. I could be wrong. Um, but, yeah, he was just chilling in school. They gave him a call. They needed a, a COVID quarterback. So you had to, you know, they, they stashed the extra quarterback because of COVID. And because of all the injuries they had, they ended up having to use him, and he just balls out because of the system he's been in. He's kind of followed Coach Rivera a little bit before. Um, and the offensive coordinator, I can't remember his fucking name, but... He he's been a part of that system for a while, so he plays very well in this particular system. Um, so I'm not gonna put him up there with like the elite quarterbacks or even any of the good quarterbacks, but he does his fucking job in this system. He does it well. Terry McLaurin, man, this kid is a baller. If you don't know about Scary Terry, you do now. Um, he's the first Washington player with ten plus receiving yards and a hundred plus receiving yards and a touchdown, uh, a receiving touchdown in a game since Pierre Garcon in 2014. And that was when Pierre Garçon was really balling out. But what I really want to know is what's up with Daniel Jones, um, a.k.a. primetime Danny Dimes. Is he really that? I don't fucking think so. I think, I, I mean, honestly speaking, if we don't make it to the playoffs, I think by the end of this year, that's it for Daniel Jones. We're going to be in the, we're going to be in the quarterback market. I don't know if you've been watching a lot of Giants, bro, but he's not the answer, bro. Daniel Jones is not the answer. I mean, he, he's a, he's definitely an athlete, but there's little things like there's not going to be longevity just based on the way he's running because he's taking a lot of contact when he should be sliding. I mean, if you need an extra one or two yards to get the first down, put your shoulder down and try to get it. Okay, that makes sense. But there's times where I see him like, you just run out of bounds. Why are you taking hits? Why are you bumping? You're not going to survive like that as a quarterback in the NFL for a long period of time and do well. To me, it almost feels like he's looking for a fucking excuse. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I banged up my shoulder on that play or this or that. Because there's a lot of times where you could just be running right out of bounds or taking a little slide and just stopping right there 
and preserving yourself for the future. You know what I mean? Um, his decision making, I feel like, still hasn't gotten any better. I'm, I mean, I really don't see a promising future for the New York Giants with Daniel Jones as our starting quarterback. I think by the end of this year, like I said, if we don't make it to to the playoffs, this is it. Um, let's get into let's get into week two here. I'll go I'll go over some of the uh, some of the games coming up, the spreads. What do we uh, what should we expect in those games? And I may even throw a best bet out there for you guys. Um, I didn't last week, and I did that a lot last year, and a lot of people were looking forward to that this year. So I may just throw some of that in. Um, oh yeah, actually, you know what? Let me go over some of the fantasy information that I really wanted to go over first because I didn't go over that. Um, I did touch on it a little bit when we were going over the games, but since I'm kind of doing a one man, one man thing right here, it's getting a little bit hard. Here's the vibe. It's it's crazy because doing this without Izzy is kind of hard to keep the energy the whole time and keep it like you know what I'm saying, like staying on track and not just kind of wandering with my thoughts as I'm doing this. You see me looking at the ceiling and stuff. <laughs> my, at my man, my man, I'm, it's, not, it's all good. I'm just I'm talking my shit. But yeah, so um, going back to week one. The first thing that I wanted to say, Justin Herbert only gave me 13 points. That was super underwhelming. Tyreek Hill, my guy, 37 points. I'm just going over my team real quick. Um, TJ Hawkinson, the tight end, 25 points, hooked me. And Robbie Gold, um, or is it Robbie Gould, the kicker, 13 points. I started the Packers defense like a fucking idiot, minus four points. And I, I had Jay, um, Jalen Hurts on my bench. He scored 28.76 points. Um, my first round pick was Zeke, who only gave me five points. Luckily, I also picked up Tony Pollard to be safe. He had eight points. Of course, they were on my bench, and I left them on the bench. Um, but I ended up winning my first game, 149 to 133 against my guy Eli. Um, I'm just kind of going over a couple other players. Um, in terms of quarterbacks, of course, Patty uh, Mahomes, 33 points. That was pretty spectacular, if you ask me. Um, Tom Brady did have 27 points. I wouldn't have drafted Tom Brady if you did. I don't know what to tell you. Um, other quarterbacks who I think did really, really good, of course, Carr, with 24 points, um, Russell Russell Wilson, 27 points. Matt Stafford did give you about um, 24 points. I, I wouldn't really get into – I'm not going to get into any of, like, the riskier quarterbacks. Um, Kirk Cousins didn't do bad, 22 points. He's definitely serviceable. But Kyler Murray, 33 points. Um, Moment Shafi ended up drafting Lamar for the third year in a row. And it's funny because he only gave him 18 points. I kind of felt bad there. Um, Dak, on the other hand, did put up 27 points, which wasn't bad. I thought that was, that was halfway decent. I think that, um, you really didn't know what to expect with Dak going into the year. So I I was, I was kind of surprised by him. I mean, they're just the way that I've seen them play from week one. I really feel like they're going to, the Cowboys are really going to hold down the NFC East, depending on what Hurts can do. But still very young quarterback without a lot of experience. Um, I'm going to see if I could pull up some more of the, the fantasy numbers here. Well, going into week two, of course, it's looking good for Kyler Murray. Um, yeah, I'll just pass over week one because it's already um, old info. I already kind of pointed out all the stuff I wanted to. 
But Kyler Murray is definitely somebody that I'm looking for, um, forward to seeing in week two. I definitely think out of the quarterbacks, he's probably going to be one of the best performing. Um, and then Justin Herbert, I think, is going to bounce back really well against Dallas. Dallas's defense is butt cheeks. So I think he's going to do well. Um, this is the second game for the um, Chargers going against another team in the NFC East. I mean, let's see what happens. Baker Mayfield, I think, is going to have a pretty good game. Um, and then Jameis as well is going against Carolina. I'm, I'm excited to see what he does. If he can put up the same the same type of numbers, um, I will be looking forward to to having a you know a good year with Jameis Winston as my fantasy quarterback in our league. Nobody picked him up yet. Um, you'd be wise to stash him on your bench if you can. Um, he's not projecting a whole lot um, in terms of points uh, in terms of fantasy points. But um, I think he's going to have a big week. I would put him honestly ahead of Kirk Cousins and Joe Burrow this week, who um, both quarterbacks are ahead of him right now. Uh, let's see what happens, though. Um, in terms of running backs for this upcoming week, of course, Christian McCaffrey is projected to do the best against New Orleans. But, I mean, I I low-key, even though that he's going against the Giants, I, I really like Antonio Gibson this week. Um, I think the Giants' defense is super overrated. Um, Austin Eckler as well going against Dallas. That's looking like a great matchup. And then who else was I thinking about? Yeah, that's that's pretty much the big ones for me. Um, Dalvin Cook at Arizona I think is second ranked. Um, tight ends. Of course, Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey and um, Darren Waller. But aside from them... I'm kind of curious to see what happens with Gronk because he did have a really good first game, but typically he peaks closer to um, the playoffs. So that's that's one player where I, I'm kind of curious to see what's going to happen there. And then um, George Kittle, let's see how he does against Philly. Um, TJ Hawkinson is projected 9.4 points, which after coming off a monster game, he's going against Green Bay who had a really, really shit game last week. Um, you may see him up there in the 20s as well, again, as a tight end. Let's go, bro. My man Saeed hey, j- jumps, in, jumps in. We're go- I'm going over some um, fantasy numbers for week two right now, but feel free to just jump in and uh, talk your shit too if you want to join. Um, did I go over wide receivers? I don't think I went over wide receivers um, for week two. Who did I have on my list? Here we go. Um, Terry McLaurin, I think, is going to cook against the Giants. That's one that I would really, really look at because, again, like I said, the Giants' defense is super underwhelming. Um, also, low-key, I, I want to know what happens with Tampa's defense because, like I said, they didn't. They were definitely very rusty week one, so Calvin Ridley may blow up. That may be another player to watch for this week. Um Debo Samuel, if you don't have him, I don't know if, if I mean everyone's league's a little different. If you can scoop him, he may be someone to look for. He may be someone to look at this week. Um, and then I also had Antonio Brown on the list. Antonio Brown did ball out. He was another player that last year came came in um in the second half of the year. Definitely keep an eye on him. Um, he has not been picked up in a lot of leagues, and if he hasn't, he may be somebody that you might want to stash on your bench for sure. 
Um, I wonder if he's picked up in our league. Let me look it up. I'm not sure if he is, but I'm just going to Google. I'm going to um, look it up right, right quick while I'm doing this damn thing. Well, my man Saeed also gets in here. Yeah, Antonio Brown actually was picked up by, I think, Ali. Oh, that, no, that's AJ Brown. Never mind. Antonio Brown was picked up by Akbar. I don't think he played him last week, though. Let me check if Akbar played him last week. So I'm also going through my fantasy stuff. Um, a lot of people did show that they were interested in knowing what happens in our little family league because we talk about it every year. Oh, my bad. Let me unmute you. Yeah. Wow. It's good, bro. He said number three. Yes, sir. Now, yeah, I was no. just about to ask you, how's your league going? Um, league's not looking bad, bro. Uh, I won the first game. So nice. that, w- that was a big size. And uh, next to Akbar, I believe I put up the most points. I put up 149. He put up 147. And um, no, he didn't start Antonio Brown, actually, who gave him 23 points on the bench. But it's not like he needed it because he ended up winning that easily against uh, Sadaf, 147-117. Nice. Yeah, Akbar was um, last year's champion. So. Yep, yep. And Sadaf was third place last year. The whole household, bro. Yeah, the whole household. <laughs> so it was Akbar, uh, his dad, and his sister. Yep. One, two, and three. That's crazy. They scooped up fantasy. Next year, if if uh, Amir, if you're up for it, if you get hip to a little bit more football this year, you may. Yeah, if I could catch you may up. get the invite. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, let me get let me get into the lines for for next week. Um, Say, feel free to chime in. Did you watch any football this I didn't week? Watch by the way? any football this week. No, it's all good. I know you're still kind of protesting the NFL. You're not. You're not rocking. You're waiting for yeah. basketball. Basketball season. Yes. Yeah. Um. So I'll get into uh, week two matchups. We have the Raiders and the Steelers. Let me pull it up actually on two different websites just so I can have something to look at on both sides, because um. Sometimes you're not going to find games on the actual bookie app or whatever you use. I use FanDuel. All right, boom, week two. All right, so um, we have the Steelers are actually um, the six-point favorite in this game, which is kind of crazy because I would I would kind of feel like that's going to be a little bit of a closer matchup than, than that. I would say, if anything, if you're going to put them ahead, if – if anything, it should be a pick'em game. If you can put them ahead, it should be about two points at most. To have them at six is kind of crazy. There may be a lot of value there picking up the Raiders um, with the points plus six. We'll keep it. Um, we'll we'll keep going through these actually a little bit quick because I I don't know if if anyone wants to go over any of these games with me. If not, I'll just throw the the lines out there and then I'll just kind of. Who are they playing? Um, it's the um Raiders and the Steelers. Steelers are the six point favorite. I mean, if if you actually uh, if you watch the game and if you watched um, how the Raiders play, they they surprised a lot of people. But a lot of people counted them out um, because Derek Carr is a little bit unreliable. Um, but if you look at it so far, sixty two point eight percent for Derek Carr versus sixty seven point one percent completing completion percentage between the uh, the quarterbacks right now in their career head to head three hundred and eleven point five three hundred and eight point zero. Um, passing yards, six touchdowns versus four touchdowns, one interception, one interception. Um, Derek Carr with a 108 passer rating and uh, Big Ben with a 105.7 passer rating. Nice. Yeah, I think the the biggest, the key factor in this game is going gonna, gonna to come down to Waller. 
Um, if he can, if he can get them, if he can get the Raiders two touchdowns, boom, boom, easy. That's going to put them well ahead. I, I honestly, I think there's a lot of value there, but you may want to even look at the money line, which is uh, on this book looking like plus two ten. Um, the Bengals and the Bears, the Bears are the under. Um, excuse me, the Bears are the favorite. Um, by a point and a half, seems about right to me there. We have um, Houston uh, going against Cleveland. Cleveland's the heavy favorite there, 13 and a half points. That's pretty fucking crazy. Um, but I, I would stay away from that game. If you're looking for a good bet and you want to risk it a little bit, the Raiders' money line may be looking even better than the Texans plus the points. Next game, we have the Rams and the Colts. Rams are three and a half point favorite there. Um Buffalo versus Miami. This is where it gets interesting. Buffalo uh, minus three and a half. That's looking good. If you want to take a little minus 110 bet and parlay that with the um, Raiders, that might be looking like a nice play. The Patriots versus the Jets. Patriots are a six-point favorite. And then we have the 49ers and the Eagles. Sorry, I I kind of blanked there for a second. (laughs) 49ers and the Eagles. 49ers are the three-point favorite. That show that just shows you that the Eagles are actually looking really good because you would you would expect the 49ers to really blow them out. Um we have the Saints and the Panthers. Saints are a three and a half point favorite. The Broncos versus Jacksonville. Broncos are a five and a half point favorite. I would take that all day. Jacksonville does not look good. Um the over under is also looking a little bit tasty. That's uh forty five and a half. Vikings and the Cardinals. Cardinals are the three and a half point favorite. We have the Bucks and the Falcons. <laughs> Bucks are a twelve and a half point favorite. Damn. Yeah, that's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> uh, Cowboys and the Chargers. Chargers are a three point favorite. Titans and the Seahawks. Seahawks are a six and a half point favorite. Chiefs and Raiders. This is interesting. The Chiefs are only a minus three and a half, so they're the, they're favored by only three and a half points. Um, and what I'm expecting to be a definitely a high scoring game. If the Raven, if the Ravens can figure out what they're doing with their running backs, that might be that might be a really close game. You may even you may even consider based on what how the Chiefs are playing that first game and how they were able to pull together at the end. I mean, a lot of it may have to do with rust. So if you really feel in like a, a like risking it for the biscuit, you may want to look at the Ravens. Plus one fifty eight on the money line. Ah, I don't. I don't know if there's a whole lot of value there. But if you want to risk it, that's that. That may be something to look at. And then the Monday night game just looks like, like trash. Um, Packers versus Detroit. The Packers are a twelve and a half point favorite. Huge favorite in that game. Detroit didn't play well week one. Green Bay didn't play well week one. I mean, I don't know what's what to expect from. From from this game, I mean, I definitely yeah. don't expect the Packers to win by that much. To be honest, you may want to take Detroit plus twelve and a half. How's Rodgers looking? This season? Aaron Rodgers looked really bad the uh, first game. I was talking about that earlier. Mm. Um, no touchdowns. They lost like three to fucking yeah. thirty. Yeah, it was it was That's an embarrassing crazy. game, and yeah. I was saying, I wonder how much of that has to do with him mentally and everything. Yeah, just yeah. being, you know out of touch with the team all year yep. and then just saying, all right, bet I'm going to play. 
This man was out of touch with everybody, yeah, including so, his family. Yeah, well, I mean, he's he's always been out of touch with his yeah. family. But but um, no, I'm just saying, like you know, all the drama that he had with the team going into yep. the season. I'll, I wonder how much of that has to do with it. But I mean, it's going to take a few games for him to get into the swing of it. I think, even though he had an MVP caliber year last year, yeah. I still think it's going to take a few games. You don't just. Cut, I mean, this is the NFL. This is the best of the best, and it's you're Rogers, an aging too. Aaron Rodgers. You're yeah, not exactly. Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> um. Did you bring any of the cards with you? Nah, right? Nah. We could have went over some of our cards because we did talk about that a little bit before and the values and stuff like that of those cards. Yeah, those values, I still haven't seen it go up. Yeah, I just wanted to give people an update on the cards that we cop. Maybe we could do that next episode. I can tell you right now. Which which cards we have? Yeah. You have it all in your notes? Uh, yeah. All right, well, I'm going to quickly go over um, some NBA news because there's not a whole lot. We'll keep it pushing. Cool. So um, there there was a little bit of a a few things going on, like Hernan Gomez trade to the Celtics. Um, there was some talk about the Suns, but there's not really a whole lot of NBA news. I just wanted to just talk about Frank Nilakina leaving New York, going to Dallas. The the kid was very underwhelming, if you ask me. That was one of those um, Phil Jackson pickups. I think a lot of people after after the whole Porzingis situation were like they were a little bit more open minded to picking up you know somebody from yeah. overseas that they never heard of, but it never really materialized with this kid. Um, that was the only news for me really that I wanted to touch on because yeah, I'm a um Gi- Giants fan, I'm a um, Knicks fan, Knicks. Yeah. um and then also just talking to Amir a little bit earlier about being a Knicks fan for all these years, how tough it's been. I'm really excited to see what we bring to the table. I'm excited for y'all too. Yeah, and then um. John Wall. John Wall requested a trade, and him really? and him and Houston kind of uh, mutually agreed that they're going to look for another team. Um, what do you think about John Wall coming to the Knicks for a trade for Kemba Walker? I think they may be able to make that work. I think. Would you take John Wall or Kemba Walker? I'll take John Wall. John Wall, right? Because yeah. in the playoffs, I feel like Kemba I think doesn't he perform fit really well with Knicks too. Yeah, and I feel like the Knicks are. Uh, I've said this before. I think Michael Rapoport said this. They're like a band of broken toys. Yeah, and John Wall definitely fits that mold more so he than does. Kemba Walker. Yep. I um, mean, there's more upside, but the only thing with John Wall, bro, is could you see him playing in New York as crazy as he is, as wild he's as a, he he's is, a wild guy, and also injury prone too. Yeah, of course. But I'm. I mean, let's just say, besides that, yeah, yeah, he's a wild guy and New York. That's a tough That's place. A big, remember he had, when he DC went into remember when he went to New York and he started throwing up gang signs. Yeah. And that was that was the last draw for for Washington. Yeah. They were like, All right. but I think the Knicks would let that slide. You think so? <laughs> I, think I don't the, know, bro. I think the Knicks would let that slide. I don't if know, he's bro. performing, he would. I don't think that. so, bro. With all the crazy stuff going on in New York, do you That's really want true. someone like that representing a team? But I, I did want to throw this out there for the listeners. What do you guys think about John Wall? Would you want him on your team? That's the question I wanted to uh, to post to the listeners. Definitely hit us up on Instagram on Twitter. At Film Room Files. You can hit us up with a voice memo, filmroomfiles at gmail.com. Let me know what you guys think. Um, not really too much else going on, like I said, in the NBA. Um, there has been some, you know, it's just a few questions about the Nets and the Suns that I've come across as well. Um, but right now it's been pretty quiet, man. Um, I did hear something about Bogdan Bogdanovic. Uh, feels like the, uh, the Hawks. Excuse me. It says that he still feels like the Hawks are the underdog. Obviously, um, I feel like they're still a very young team, and there's been a lot of hype around them after the last year. They had a good run, but last year's run for the Hawks don't get it twisted. A lot of it has to do with injuries on other teams. Um, 
personally, I feel like the Hawks are a good team. They're not a great team. That could be because of what they did to the Knicks. I'm a little bit salty still. I don't know. But another question that I want to throw out there for you guys. Do you think the Hawks are going to have a deep playoff run this year? Obviously, it's all speculation. That's what we're here to do. This is why we talk about sports. <laughs> um, so I don't expect you guys to have all the answers. Y'all know I don't have all the motherfucking answers. Saeed, do you have the information pulled up so we can keep it pushing? Yes. All right, then we'll keep it rolling. Man, oh, man. All right, so we did buy a few cards, Saeed and I. Um, we uh, were talking to Izzy, and he was advising us on investing in sports cards. So he gave us some some basketball players, some football players, and some some tips on what we can do and who we can invest in. So we took a leap, Saeed and I. Um, and we did want to give you guys an update on some of those cards. I guess, do you, do we have the values? We have how much we bought them for, right? Yep. And how much they're worth today? Yeah. All right, so we're going we're gonna to go ahead and give an update. Now, before we get into that, we'll preface it by saying this was all before the NFT market popped off. Yes. NFT market popped off, went crazy, and now corrected itself, obviously. It came down to earth. So... These cards did drop in price and uh, they did drop in value, but we are expecting hopefully a turnaround. Um, let's see what happens. Uh, why don't you go ahead and get us started? All right. So the first card we bought was a Don Russ Optic Zion Williamson PSA 10. This was his rookie year. I think we copied yes. this. All our cards are rookie cards. Okay, but yeah. So this was our first purchase. We bought that for $307. And what is it worth today? The last one that sold, which was August 9th, sold um, for $145. Damn. Yep. I have a feeling that we're going to have no good news on this whole list. (laughs) None. All right, what you got for me other than Zion? All right, so the next card I have, I'm pulling up, it's a Luka. Wait, real real quick, my bad. Um, Just... Just so we have like the list of uh, yeah, I'm we're calculating. Just put out there. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna pull the cal- how much did we buy for you? Said the Zion three oh seven, and what is it worth right now? It sold for one forty five. All right, so we lost about one hundred sixty two dollars there. Yep. All right, so the next one was a fifty percent loss. Yeah. What's next? It's a twenty eighteen Panini Select Luka Doncic uh, PSA ten. Okay, we bought that for. I believe it was nine hundred. Yeah, I'm, I'm. It's loading right now. Sorry. No, no problem. We bought it for in the nines, though. Yeah. Oh man. So Said just just full disclosure. Said was was on top of that project, um, and he was getting tips from Izzy. So the, uh, I'm. I'm cur- I still don't know where the market was high at. too. The market was high. And, and I'm that. not complaining. Believe yeah. me, I, I'm. I'm all. I'm always down to take some risk. You know me. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a degenerate. Yeah. Right, so we bought that for nine hundred eighty-five dollars. Yeah. And if we take a look at what was it last sold for? Can you pull that up? Yep. Last sold was in August fifth, and it sold for seven hundred eighty. That's not that bad. We That's lost two hundred and five dollars. We lost about twenty-five percent on that guy. Yeah. But you know what? I'll take that all day over the last. Uh, the last one we had a fifty percent drop was Zion. Yep. Luca is not. That's because Luca is so, so much of a more dynamic player, and I really think that he's going to have a much longer career than Zion, especially with Zion's play style. But you never yeah. know. We're going to have to see. Yeah. So the next card is a Don Russ Optic Jason Tatum okay. rookie card. What did we buy that for? That was a PSA 10. 
We bought that for $311. And when did we buy these cards? We bought these all um, in around May all the way to November. 2019? Sorry, they were all in November. 2020. 2020. November okay. 2020. About a year ago. Yeah, they were all within the five-day range. All right, bet. Yeah. So, so Jason Tatum, we bought for $311. Yep. And if you pull up, what was it last sold for? What did we get? Last sold was in July 18, 2021. Okay. That sold for $140. Oh. Yeah. We are down. 171 on that one. Yeah. All right. So the next card we have is a Don Russ Optic. Damn, we took a fat hit. A 60% loss on that. Okay. Uh, Don Russ Optic. Trey Young. It's a blue velocity prism rookie card. I have, I have a good feeling about this one. I feel like this one we didn't take a big hit on. How much did we buy this one for? We bought this one for three sixty. All right, all right. So we bought right. this three sixty last year, and he had a sick playoff run. He did. So he had a sick playoff run. So we have to keep that in mind. So I'm a little bit more optimistic on this one. Don't be. Oh God! <laughs> what what, oh, what is oh, this? One? Okay. What, what was the last time this sold for? Let's Bought it for three sixty. I copied the wrong thing. Give me one. Oh second. goodness! Thank yeah. God. Ooh. I looked. I was like, wait. Oh, I'm one. still optimistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Let's um, see. because he had a sick run in the playoffs. As much as like I said, I hate to say it, he did put the he did put the spanks on the um the Knicks, and he had a good run. He had a good run. He, he had a lot of social media attention, which definitely helps the value of the cards that you invest in. Um. Did I say we purchased how much? Three sixty. I meant to say six thirty. Oh goodness! Yeah. <laughs> ah, all right, six hundred thirty dollars. All right. Uh, last sold August fifteenth. Okay, was four oh five. Uh I'm gonna have to hit it with the. And we lost two hundred twenty five dollars, so about thirty three percent. Yeah. All right. What else we got? All right. This is our last card. This was just a you know, spur of the moment. I like the wizard, so I had to. Probably, do it. Oh, Rui. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I know this one wasn't that expensive. No. Well, I mean, and we have to keep compared in mind, to the others. Yeah, and the, the the Japanese market as well is involved in this one too because yeah. he's big time in Japan. All right. And the Japanese um, culture, bro. I'm telling you, they love their athletes out there. So um, even more so, I would say than we do. Um, what do we got? All right. So it's a Panini Prism, Rui. PSA ten. All right. We oh my god. We bought it for one eighty two. One eighty two. Let me guess the value of this one. I'm gonna say seventy five dollars. Well, pretty close. Uh, it's last sold July thirty first, twenty twenty one, for fifty three dollars. Oh goodness. <laughs> Yeah, hundred and twenty nine dollars. That was a fa- that's probably the fattest loss we yeah. took on every fucking card. Oh, we're gonna have to hit it. Yeah. There you have it, folks. Be careful what the fuck you invest in and who you listening to. <laughs> when you taking tips on what to invest in. We love you. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. I'm talking shit. It's what I do. Um, but yeah, I do expect. Uh, I do expect to bounce back. Though I'm not gonna I do lie. Expect it too. Yeah, I don't know when, but the market always has ups and downs. No yeah. matter what you invest in. And um, I, we're, we're we're clowning, but we you know, be smart. We're not we're not uh, experts or advisors. So definitely, uh, whatever you're investing in, keep in mind that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> keep in mind that there's risks involved. We're just kind of giving you guys a little bit of background on what we got into. Um, side, you weren't here when we talked about music and movies and things like that. But anything that you want to toss in before we sign off. We did talk um, about the Spider-Man trailer in the yeah. last episode. Were you here for that? I no, don't think so. No. Um, but you're I, not a Marvel's guy? No, I'm a Marvel guy, not a DC guy. Okay. All right. I was going to say, bro. 
stuff like that. But no, last time y'all did check me because there were a lot of movies I haven't seen. Yeah. And you guys were you gotta like, catch I lost up, my, There's a my lot. validation. Yeah, that's what it was. There was a lot that you need to catch up on. Yeah. And anything you want to add on? The- <laughs> I don't know why I slipped and hit that button. I got, I got to get back on my grind with the board. So good. So good. <laughs> um, I just had my hand right by the buttons because yeah. I was about to hit the whistle. Anything you want to add to this segment before we move on to the outro? Good to go, bro. I bet. All right. So another good episode wrapping up. Um. But yeah, we were talking about the about, about the Spider Man thing. Did yeah. you end up watching the you we watched the preview we watched the, the um the, the preview the trailer. Yeah. We watched the trailer together. Yeah. Um you excited about that joint? I'm excited. Uh, what about Shang Chi? Did you watch that yet? No. Alright, so let's watch that together yeah, yeah, yeah. and then we'll give our official review on the next episode, inshallah. Yeah. Uh, I'll be there if you guys don't mind. I'll you wanna I watch Shang Chi too? Yeah, I've been meaning to watch it, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. If you guys already seen it, definitely hit us up, let us know what you thought, and we'll um share your comments about it on the next episode as well. You know what to do. If you're listening to this episode, go ahead and screenshot it. Share it on your social media. You want to contribute to the show, go ahead and leave us a voice memo. Send it to filmroomfiles at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at filmroomfiles. You already know. Rate and review wherever you're listening. I hope you guys enjoyed another episode. I know this one was a rough one, so if you listen this long, thank you guys. I did try my best. Um, I went to Vegas, came back a couple of days. Got back on a flight, went to um, the UK, spent 10 days out there, traveled between London and Birmingham area, back and forth, which is not an easy trip. Banged that shit out, flew back, bang, jet lag, didn't give a fuck, we still on the pod, and I went to a little league game today, and I fucking went to work after, and I just killed another fire podcast. Holla at your boy, we out. Now I'm the owner, she don't wanna leave my ends How you loyal to a hoe but then you leave your friend We was running London before Sadiq and them I go see me for them, man a real real African peak for them How about I'm real real challenging, watch cause caravan T.U.A. run up from the plug Man I went uni and I sold drugs Buy what I want cause man a man a bad man Touch my ones then you could order one band For my bros I catch cares, for my bros yeah. Can't be loyal to the whole of my bros Been a long time since I've been broke Why you only yellow when I got a show? I can tell who's a friend or what foe Now it's a rapper on a Sunday Baby girl, I don't do this For you, girl, I might switch ways